Welcome to Sales Hiring Straight Talk, where sales leaders go for advice, tips, and resources to hire high-performing sales talent. If you find the hiring process challenging or have been disappointed when a hire couldn't sell, you're not alone. Make your sales hiring interviews rock with Sales Hiring Straight Talk. Here are your co-hosts, Jennifer Leak and Suzanne Paling. We're again talking with Jeb Blunt, an in-demand keynote speaker, sales influencer, and author. He's also the founder and CEO of the successful training company, Sales Gravy. In this third of five conversations with Jeb, we asked him about the subject of emotional intelligence when hiring successful salespeople. I'm a certified emotional intelligence practitioner, so I'm complete agreement with your advice to interview for emotional intelligence. We want it in our salespeople and we want it in the hiring sales manager when they're interviewing. Do you have any emotional intelligence advice for a hiring sales manager? Well, you know, the thing about emotional intelligence is just really think about it, right? It is the ability to manage your own emotions, so emotional discipline, so that you can influence the emotions of other people. So exactly what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. If I can manage my own emotions in the moment, then I can influence the emotions of the other person, which which is getting them to feel comfortable telling me things that they didn't want to tell me when they walked in the room, right? So getting them to 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 pull the emotional wall down, and and so I have to manage that. Now, a, a couple of things I have to manage in this in you know in in these situations. If you think about emotional intelligence, empathy for if we just think about EI is the meta skill of EI, right? The ability to step in someone else's shoes and view things from their point of view so that you can respond and relate to them based on who they are, not who you are. It allows you to flex your, your communication style. The problem is in an interview is that empathy in some ways can be a double-edged sword because in a situation where you're making this person feel uncomfortable, the candidate that you're interviewing, which you, which you are, I mean, you, and you should be creating that discomfort, creating a little bit of conflict in the interview. And I'm not talking about, you know, directly challenging them or being aggressive. I'm just saying, I'm saying creating some tension so, so you can see their behavior in action. If you're highly empathetic, that's very hard because what happens is you like, you start seeing them tense up a little bit and then you, and then you stop like, because you don't want to hurt them. And that's, you know, that's a good thing, but it's not always a good thing in an interview. On the flip side of that, so we took a look at the empathy scale. You know, if you're, you have people who are high on the empathy scale, the people who are lower on the empathy scale, people like me, I, and I happen to be a little bit lower on the empathy scale, people who are more self-centric versus other focused, we have a problem that we're, we're totally outcome driven. So we have a tendency to shortcut the interview process. Like we go in there and say, well, do we like you? Do we not like you? Yes, no, boom, and we're out. And that results in bad hiring experiences for you and for the, the person that you're you're having a conversation with. And I have done this. I've got the scars. I've got the tattoos, like the T-shirt of going in and just shortcutting the interview and just moving too fast because I just want to get to the outcome and move on to the next thing on my day. From an emotional intelligence standpoint, the, the, the most important thing is awareness. So awareness is the mother of change. Awareness is the mother of you know doing good interviews with people. So you have to be aware of who you are. You're not going to change who you are on the emotional scale. You're going to be highly empathetic. You're going to be self-centric. You're going to be other focused. You're going to be self-centric. That's that's just who you are. What you can do, though, is you can be intentional about empathy when you need to be empathetic. So people who are other focused are, are self, uh, self-focused or self-centered really need to be intentional about that. And the people who are more empathetic, more other fo- focused, when you walk into an interview, you need to be intentional about being outcome driven. So when you're having that meeting with them, even though everything inside of you is screaming, don't push them too hard, you got to realize realize that the outcome that you want is knowing who this candidate is so you can make an informed decision. 
And if you are a self-centered person, you got to realize that the outcome that you want is to get below the surface and know who this candidate is. And the way that you're going to do that is to be more empathetic. So you slow down, you ask deeper questions, and you stop thinking about what it is that you want and you focus on what they want. And I know that's a little bit touchy-feely and maybe a little bit kumbaya-ish, but that's just the truth about who we are as human beings. And the emotional intelligence side of this is is just your ability to to and I call it self discipline manage your own emotions in the moment. I, I just believe that the self awareness and the ability to manage my disruptive emotions in the moment that's going to lead to a better interview, whatever those emotions are. So know who you are, understand who you are as a person, understand where you have flaws in interviewing, and we all do. And so, for example, and I'll give you a great example in my world. Uh, my wife is our company CFO. She is a highly empathetic person. She just knows. I mean, it's incredible. She's uncanny about being able to uncover what people are thinking. I'm really self-centric. So in a lot of cases, I'm blind to these obvious clues that I don't see. Together, we're a good team. So if I interview someone and say I really like them, we never hire anybody until Carrie has a chance to talk to them because she's just so empathic in her ability to to get people and she can get people to say things. And part of this because, you know, her prior profession, she was a shrink. So she's really good at getting people to talk by understanding where my weakness is. And and of course, she has a weakness, too, because her weakness is I don't like salespeople. So it really works out really well. So salespeople drive her crazy. So understanding where those two things are and putting us together allows us yin and yang to make better decisions. And oh, by the way, we still make mistakes. We, we still screw up. We still hire the wrong person from time to time. It just happens. But each time we do it, we go back and do sort of after action review and we, and we think about where we made a mistake. And the same thing we've, you know, we get the whole team, all, all of our people on our team talking with people so that we make better decisions. And, uh, and we're, we've over time, as we've, our business has grown, we've gotten better and better and better and better at bringing on the right people because our interview skills get better and better and better over time. And I think part of interviewing is also knowing what you're looking for. And you sort of alluded to that. And you have in your book, your ebook, um, Emotional Intelligence, Savvy Traits and Salespeople. So you've obviously compiled a list of things that you're looking for. How did that list come about? Well, I wrote a book called Sales EQ, which is a, a, a book on cell-specific emotional intelligence. And the premise for that book was was my study of, of sales behaviors over 30 years and, and, and noticing how many really amazing salespeople, top salespeople, were complete and utter disasters in the rest of their lives. You know, if you think about it, what I'm doing is I'm not hiring a person for their rest of their life. I'm hiring a person so they can close deals. Like, that's their job. Prospect close deals. So when I started looking at it, I'm like, is there a certain level of emotional intelligence that these salespeople are able to exert in that bubble where they're working with a prospect that they're just not able to exert in the rest of their lives? And I began with that premise. Now, the book became a much bigger deal. There's 800 research papers that we went through. We've really dived in and broken down the psychology that drives great sales-specific emotional intelligence. So in that book, we started looking at all of those things that, that, that create this great salesperson. Part of it is empathy, right? We get that. We understand that empathy is important. But empathy, for example, isn't really that important when you're dealing with someone in a transactional sale. So if you're, let's say, hiring someone to go sell alarm systems door to door, which doesn't happen too much anymore, but if you're hiring that person, empathy really doesn't matter that much. You need a person who is completely outcome driven. They go to that door, they get told no, they go to the next door. 
But as you move up the, 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 the scale of complexity, it's really hard for salespeople who don't have a high level of empathy to do very well in complex, long-cycle sales with lots of stakeholders where they have to relate to people. So we we want to we want to think about you know empathy. We want to think about drive. Like you know, and we look at drive and say is you know this would be sales drive. Is the person competitive? Are they optimistic? Do they do they forget failure really fast? Uh, and do they have a high need for achievement? What does that look like for them? So we're looking at those type of things, and we're looking at also you know their their own self investment. Do they invest in themselves? Do are the, is this a person who has a you know and an, I don't know if you call it um, what we would call the but an outward locus of control or an external locus of control versus do they th- do they feel like you know the whole world is against them that type of thing so so as we start rolling through those core traits we're just asking questions around that and the only re- way by the way that you're going to get real answers to those things is by putting people in situations where they have to walk you through a particular situation that they've been through in the past. And I find that's where I, I I begin to separate good candidates from bad candidates is when I'm asking them to walk me through situations and they can't do it, right? Or they won't do it. What do they do when, they, when they're in a situation where they have to ask for a deal? How do they handle objections? What does that look like? And how does that fit into this continuum of you know, sales behaviors and especially emotional intelligence. And for example, need for achievement. I want people who win because they have to win. They they are driven to to win. It doesn't make a difference how, it doesn't make a difference when they want to win. I want to look at those people. I want to test that against, for example, an emotional intelligence assessment or a disc assessment where I can see who they are or an even an IQ assessment. So I can see, is this really a smart person? If they're, you know, if they have all of these traits, but they're not very smart and I'm putting them in to a complex sale, not really going to work out for me. So I take, I want to make sure I'm, I'm looking at the EI or E, you know, E or, you know, emotional intelligence or EQ sales EQ markers as I go. But I also want to test my human assumptions against data. So let me see what happens. And I'll tell you this, you know, Jennifer, one of the things that, that happens for me is that uh, a lot of cases, I'll, I'll have a good candidate, and then I'll run them through a battery of assessments. And most assessments these days will tell you if the person's trying to game the system, right? So they're 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 trying to pick their answers versus go through. And when you look at these, most of the assessments are built on exactly the same uh, the same data points, the same basic basic uh, question. Big five, yeah, yeah, it's the big five, yeah, yeah. The, they're all built on the same thing, but you can, but they can tell you whether the person's doing. It. And they're if they're doing that, like if they're telling me one thing and then they're trying to game the system. Like they're an instant no for me. I won't hire them. And because I tell you, every time I've hired someone who's done that, it's a, it's been a failure. So I go against what the data tells me. So I think you got to do both of those things. But I think the big markers for salespeople are, for me, are do they have a high level of intelligence? So are they, do they have a high IQ? Do they have a high EQ? So do they have a high AQ? So let's just talk about that. IQ is their baked in DNA intelligence. AQ is acquired knowledge, right? So are they, are they investing in themselves? Are they acquiring knowledge? What are they doing to make themselves better? Um, EQ is emotional intelligence, which is their ability to be aware of their own emotions. And I'm really looking for that. Is, do they have awareness of who they are in these situations? I don't care about the rest of their life. I care about in sales situations. Do they have awareness of this, of their emotions? And do they have the ability to influence the emotions of other people? Most salespeople do. And then I look at TQ, which is their technical quotient or their, their, their technical intelligence. Is this a person who can, who can work in complex situations using technology? Because if they don't have 
a high TQ, they're probably going to fail in today's modern world. So I'm looking at all of those things together uh, in a bundle. And then, and again, I go back and test my assumptions against data-based assessments to let to, to tell me whether or not this person uh, is telling me the truth, at least. Jeb, you make great points on the intelligence bundle. They're IQ, AQ, EQ, and TQ. We should really look at all these factors if we want to hire well-rounded salespeople. Thank you again for being with us here at Sales Hiring Straight Talk. If you missed our first two conversations with Jeb, you can find them in the archives at saleshiringstraighttalk.com. We're here to be a resource for you. Visit saleshiringstraighttalk.com to listen to more episodes in the growing podcast library. Sales Hiring Straight Talk, so your sales hiring interviews rock.